0: To all the folks out there uh, listening in, uh, welcome in to another episode. Uh, yes, um, I know that you're used to my regular cadence of posting podcast podcasts uh, whenever I feel like it, but uh, I'm going to try to get into a little bit more. Uh, more frequent, probably not every day but uh, this is at least I got a couple of topics that came up and so the, the, I posted a, an episode um, yesterday and uh, so but this one this one has been circling um, his talk a couple of times and it, it's a, it's a larger topic I heard people speak to the same thing um, at a conference I attended in New Orleans back uh, at the end of May or in May. Uh, so I, I wanted I want to speak to it from a couple of different point of views, and so the topic that I'll kind of finally get to is uh, there's a news story out there talking about Sloan Kettering Cancer Center and a startup that they've partnered with to do um, to do some some product development. And so this is this is not uncommon, and, and this is kind of the first point that that I'll that I'll make is that there's several major health systems out there that are basically getting you know becoming VCs. So you know if you look at you know what is a why what is a venture capitalist organization? They are people that go out and make investments. So they spend uh, assets, their money, uh, on making bets on which companies are going to. Uh, Going to be profitable, going to make money, and so. But but now these uh, large healthcare organizations have uh, realized that they have an asset, and their asset that they believe is is their data, and and they are monetizing healthcare records. So let's not let's not beat around the bushes at what they're doing. And so actually, they're monetizing both their data, and then they're advertising or they're monetizing their access to a um, an install base a a hospital uh, and their name in order for them to take pieces of ownership in these companies so that they can actually see a return on investment uh, which is basically where you get the, the monetization uh, of their assets so let's just You know, let that sink in for just a minute. That's what all of these facilities, the UC Healths out in Colorado, the UPMCs in Pittsburgh, all of these people that are, you know, claiming themselves to be huge innovation officers, they're huge centers for innovation, they're doing tons of development. You know, that's what, you know, it, it, it is no surprise and there should be no shock You know, we should not clutch our pearls and and get the vapors over seeing these large hospitals in uh, San Francisco, in Boston, you know, take their data and try to push uh, developers in a direction which, you know, will create prestige and more revenue for their organizations so all that being said are you know are they gonna make better outcomes for the patient I'm sure they will but I would be willing to say from a economic point of view that that is not the primary goal and you know I'm not necessarily sure that that's a bad thing Uh, I'll let you folks kind of decide whether or not that is what you know whether that's valuable or not so the and 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 so we do have some value judgments going on here because uh at Sloan Kettering you know <clears throat> the word got out to exactly what they were doing so they were allowing this company to come in and have access to their pathology results you know millions of slides and so they're developing a cancer detection system uh and they actually have pathologists that have stakes on this uh application They're on the board, Uh, you know, there's all this, you know, we can't believe that there's gambling going on in this casino uh, type um, activity happening when this is going on probably not down to the individual physician level. So I don't know how unique that is. It would be interesting for for other people more uh, knowledgeable about this than I do to kind of weigh in and let me know whether or not the the direct physician involvement um, is what makes this unique. So, uh, you know, I'll hang that one caveat out there. Um, But I think to the large majority, when you look at Sloan Kettering as as an organization, when you look at, um, you know, all of the partnerships going on, You know, with everybody, there is no large medical organization in America today that is not trying to emulate the pattern of we're going to take something that we have laying around and leverage it again. You know, whether you're talking about physicians that are employees, because let's be honest, This model of let's come in with this new application that's never been run in any clinical setting and try to get doctors who aren't uh, employed and don't have, you know, a CMIO that can force them to use this application, that wouldn't work 20, 30 years ago. You're not going to get some doctor to try something new. You know, and the other side is when it's so outlandish that you can't even get your physicians to do it, then there's always these residents at these teaching hospitals that you can push into these weird workflows, or you try this application and see what, you, see what you think. You know, so we definitely have lots of experimentation going on with technology in the healthcare delivery space. And again, don't misread what I'm saying as this is inherently a bad thing. I think we just have to acknowledge it. I think we have to accept it. I, I, to be honest, I really kind of want it, because how else you can't sit here as somebody in the in the healthcare IT del, uh, community and bemoan all of the lack of innovation all of the stodgy technology back from the seventies, back from the eighties, look at the market domination by a few companies within the EHR space and longingly wish for this marketplace of competitive ideas and companies and rapid innovation. And how can we be the most uh, technologically advanced country in the world? How can we be the richest country in the world? And not have you know this this orders of magnitude better healthcare delivery and healthcare uh, technology side of it you know we 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 love to, to to bash healthcare IT buyers okay so now we have this community on the other side that's actually actively participating in the development of innovative and new technology and now you know now so now we can't turn around and slap their hand either. That they are bringing to bear the the what they have to offer to to the health IT community. I mean that's that's just kind of how this works. So I, I, I don't understand the, the the point of view that his talk is trying to communicate. And you know they they made it a headline two days in a row, and I don't you know the, the site's run by a physician. So I don't know whether this is a battle inside the physician community. Whether this is people just having access to grind again, because this is you know going to create a lot of jealousy, and, and you know everybody can readily admit that spent time in the in the uh, care delivery community will tell you that uh, there is no petty jealousy like physician petty jealousy. Um, so and it and it and then it permeates down through the rest of the hierarchy of healthcare delivery. So you know there are. Uh, there's definitely a caste system within within the uh, the hospital uh, organization. So if you allow this kind of action to go on at the physician level, it is going to very rapidly go down through the through the rest of the organization. So you know if you have the pathologist making a lot of money on uh, on a new technology, you know. And anyway, I don't know. And and I guess I've said that about four different times. I'm not not sure what the there there is. Uh, My point is that we have to be willing to uh, encourage uh, facilities, organizations, uh, even payers to leverage the data that they have in these repositories to uh, incentivize these organizations to re- to realize that participating in these activities there is a benefit you know and and maybe that's one of the things that we as a market driven capitalistic uh, economic organization maybe that's one of the reasons that that we've been lagging as a technology industry uh, niche is because the the repositories of the data have been so healthy so tightly guarded uh, that you know we we've stifled a lot of a lot of innovation. I mean, you know, even CMS is is willing and, and open to give you uh, their data stores, however horrible and delayed they are. you know you at least have access to claims data from Medicare in order for you to develop against that. So you know, when you look at other countries so let's say everybody always loves to beat up our, our system and compare it against other countries no matter how applicable or inapplicable it is uh, if you look at other countries they since they are the you know both of the payer and the king of you know privacy laws and what have you uh, you, you have to um, understand that they have an ability to share data uh, through fiat Um with organizations, in order for them to have innovation and development within their the, within their borders, so it's certainly uh, you know, and I'm not saying that that it's right or wrong, and I, I'm not saying that we don't need the safeguards of privacy and security, and and make sure that we have good government, good or good governance over the data, but I'm just saying that we have to have an, a mechanism out there that will allow people to. Uh, to rapidly improve or create new applications or new data sets that will allow them to, um, you know, innovate in a in a more rapid way. Uh, you know, when you think of, you know, the early days, that's kind of what, that's kind of how we got EHRs to begin with. Is is if you think about the early, early EHRs, if you think about the creation of Mumps, which is what Epic is built on back in the 70s, um, that was developed at Massachusetts General Hospital. Well, why, was, why was Vista created at all of the different uh, VA systems through the Underground Railroad? Uh, you know, basically it was because, one, you had a need, two, you had programmers there that could create code, and three, they had real patient data to, to go, to, to compare against and to run against, you know, so if you, if you now in the sterilization of, you know, the healthcare IT community, take one of those legs out of it. I mean, even if you provide the problem as well-documented and as well-defined as possible, because we have a really, you know, a lot of talented people in the product development or product management, uh, space, you can, I mean you're still you're still limited against running uh, newly developed code against actual actual data, and so I think you know kind of the gauntlet has to be laid down towards uh if we're, towards the people that demand higher security or, or whatever the problem that they have with uh, facilities leveraging their uh, existing patient data. Uh, for this purposes, I think they are the 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 ball is in their court to provide a um, an equally relevant, equally effective repository of data that won't um, that 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 will still accomplish what we need to do without whatever the the complaint is. And I guess I probably. And, and, you know, argue, I, and I'm trying not to argue against a straw man, but I just I can't see legitimate um, argument against what these facilities are doing now is um, should we say that these facilities maybe maybe that's the argument, you know, I'll just throw a just out there, I, you know, and, and, and maybe it's a straw man. Maybe they're saying that these facilities shouldn't profit off, off patient data. And I think that's probably what you would see a lot of patient activists say. Yes, that you should not profit off of data that patients pr- have provided, which is false. Patients don't provide data that belongs in the EHR, and if they do, it's minimal. You know, there's a lot of this this you own your your data concept, and 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 that's this is now. So now I'm thinking necessarily. So I apologize if you kind of had this stream of consciousness uh, podcast, but what what I see a lot of these blockchain. Um, snake oil salesmen out there doing is uh, blockchain will allow patients to monetize their own data, which is in itself ridiculous beyond the fact that the technology is, is whatever illegitimate, I guess in, in within healthcare. Um, but there, you, your are individual, and, and I, this goes back to even before my time, but it's funny cause I've heard this. They, there were people that sold books in the, in the, fifties in the sixties really when tv took off about how you could um get the gold there was gold used because it was a conductive metal in in early televisions And it's like you could make millions or you could make thousands of dollars by taking the gold out of uh old tv sets but the reality was is that you probably had less than 50 cents or a dollar's worth of gold in this you know hundred dollar tv which back in the 50s was a lot of money um so, so, and that's the same point I mean, you know the the if your individual patient record i don't I don't care how sick you are, I don't care how unique you are. you can be the the zebriest zebra in the whole zebra Sahara or uh savannah your your medical record is probably worth less than a dollar by itself, and I'm talking about your entire record. The records are only worth anything in like sets of a million. And so there, there is no, there is no viable market or concept of you being able to monetize your medical record. And, 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 you know, if somebody wants to throw down about how patients own their data, yes, I think patients own their data. I think patients own access to their data and they should be able to control who has access to their data but i think that patients thinking that they it is just as stupid and i mean stupid for a patient to think that they're going to get anything worthwhile off the monetization of their data as it is for these individual hospitals to think that they've got a gold mine within their own EHR. And, and if you think that that's contradictory to just what I was saying, then then I think you're wrong. It is, it is just as dumb for these hospitals to try to charge all comers for their individual records as it is for patients to try to do it the where the value comes in these data sets is when you get multiple facilities together, when you get ambulatory data to go with it, and when you can look at, and it may or may not come to the point where you have to actually have pharmacy data, retail pharmacy data to put with it. Otherwise, you get these choppy views of, of inpatient care. Now, there's some applications out there that are gonna find that valuable, that that's all they care about is the acute care setting, but not not very many, not very much. And, and again, as we walk towards fee for, fee for service, as I talked about yesterday, uh, you know, the acute care data is going to be worth less and less because less and less care is happening in acute care. And really acute care is the enemy. We're trying to keep people out of the hospital. So if all you've got is one hospital's worth of data, and I don't care who the hospital is, if you've got one brick and mortar hospital worth of data, there is very, very, very limited value there. But we should encourage hospitals to come together, systems to come together, put all their data together in these larger data sets and, and, and try to get innovation from that. That is, that is in, in, in tremendously valuable, but it's not necessarily valuable from a monetary standpoint. If all you were looking to do was trying to make it into a dollars and cents play, I don't think there's a lot there but if you can, you know, get an application cheaper because you were a beta partner. If you can get maybe some ownership in that company because you gave them a little seed money and you gave them some data, then there's some value there. But to straight up say that we're going to monetize EHRs and that now these hospitals are basically stealing from patients because they're reselling or leveraging the data that they've, that they collected, I think is, is erroneous. Um, so we're going to wrap it up right here. I've, I've held you guys for 20 minutes. Um, but anyway, uh, that was, that was kind of my soapbox deal a little bit about, uh, about this. So we'll see what comes out from it. So, uh, by all means, let me know where I'm wrong. I'm probably a little bit off on this just because I'm, I'm, i'm to a certain extent fired up but anyway let me know um hit me up i'm I'm on twitter um so anyway thanks you guys my time is up and of course i uh, i always thank you for yours